Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And today our special guest, who is described by Sports Illustrated as the most influential man in sports you've never heard of. Well, in sporting business, he's known as the Playmaker. He's helped shape the leadership teams of America's NBA, the NFL and NHL, extending to the PGA Tour and the US Olympics and NASCAR. Well, yesterday was Mother's Day in Australia. Today, it's Mother's Day in the United States. And Bob Bodine is joining us to share a secret his mother taught him as a boy. He says it was a secret passed on to his mother that she passed on to him. With a serious tone, she said, There's nothing more important to do in life, Bob that would be more important than setting up your two chairs right now and doing it every day of your life. Well, get ready for an inspiring conversation today. Bob Bodine is president and CEO of Eastman and Bodine. He's recognized as the top sports entertainment search executive in the United States. Bob's latest best-selling book is called Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. Bob Bodine, a special welcome along to 2020. Bob, are you with us? I am. Bob, thank you so much. We're actually inter- we're inter- we're actually interrupting your Mother's Day celebration. Is that the case? <laughs> it is. It's so fantastic that actually we get to do this on a day that my mom shared something so fantastic and uh, we had a great celebration with with my wife now of close to 39 years and my three daughters and four grandkids so it was a great day wonderful stuff hey you have uh, let's talk your career for just a few moments here as <laughs> as we get into a conversation about two chairs uh, a lot of people might not know what a search uh, responsibility you have with the business that you lead but you've conducted hundreds of searches for fortune 500 companies and olympic bodies and universities give us some insight into what you do bob so what uh, people do is uh, they're looking for their president of their team. They're looking for the president of their company, the chief financial officer, the top execs in sales, marketing, human resources. And they hire us exclusively to go out and do a search confidentially. And, of course, in the sports world, that's very hard to do today <laughs> with all the paparazzi and everybody wanting to get a coach or a team president or anybody to do something. And so they hire us to do that for them. And, of course, What we do is then we go out, bring them a slate of candidates who are the four, five, six, eight best out of 20 or so people that we've looked at. And, and then we, we, we get them to come in and all of a sudden we find that one 
you know, it's the the one thing that's so reason probably I'm in this business is, is that kind of God, you know, when I grew up, I used to always love Sherlock Holmes. He had that uh, uncanny ability of seeing, you know, that, that one thing, that something that no one else saw that was hidden in plain sight. And of course, that one candidate who kind of brings the, you know, the, the whole stuff to where it is, all the personal qualities that transcend the technical plus all the experience. Wonderful stuff. And listeners might have a contribution to make along the lines of sport today, but we're going to talk mothers and we're going to talk a mother's wisdom <laughs> here. I, I began to share just a, you know, wet the appetite part of the story around two chairs. Let's talk about this wisdom that your mother passed on to you. How do you tell the story? So when I was looking, I think most people today at various stages of their life, I catch people is they're looking for their goals, their dreams. They're trying to find their mate. They're trying to find what do I do in times of trouble? So I would normally go to my dad who started in a whole executive in search industry. And I talked to him and he was a Menza and he was the guy and he was a Notre Dame in, in the United States. That was a big school that would do something, et cetera. But I went to my mom who had kind of spiritual insight because at this time in my life, I was really looking to say, Hey, how would I do this? And she said, Oh my gosh, Bob, those are really good questions. Of course, I don't have the answer, but I know who does. And so she said that, you know, she had three questions that she wanted to ask me. She said, let me ask you these three questions. And these would point you in the right direction. And I do this all the time now with people that I meet with that are in trouble, that are top people, young people who are just doing what I was doing at the time, or people who are in their mid forties who had finally figured out, dang it, I'm just doing a job with people, you know, and I'm in cubicle number three and I'm not really doing what I was dreaming to do, or they're later in their life and their company was acquired, they were fired, they had something. And I always say to them, let me ask you three questions, and I'm, I'm going to ask you the same three questions my mom asked me. You can't get mad at me. You'd have to get mad at my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of diffused the problem, Neil. And so, and so she asked me, so do you think God knows your situation? That's, these are simple questions, but it's very disruptive because the simple facet is you have to stop and say to yourself, hey, do I believe does God know? And some people do, some people don't. But, you know, a lot of people turn to me and say, yes, I think he does. And I said, of course he does. He wants you to know. But, he, you know, not only does he want you to know, but he wants you to know he knows. And the highest priority in crisis in times of change is to get your mind above it. And, of course, the highest thought is God. And he doesn't have, like, six telephone lines for seven billion people. You know, he... He's got, he knows your situation, knows your telephone number. And so the second question was, is it too hard for him to help you? And the answer is, of course not. But it's too hard for you because you don't know the answer. And so the question is, does he have a good plan for you? Now, that's fascinating because the answer is, they say yes. And then I say, so what is it? And they don't know. And then I say, do you own chairs? <laughs> and so they say yes. And I said, so if you if there was like a 1% chance that the guy who created the whole world would meet you tomorrow morning, that's, that's what my mom asked me. There's a 1% chance that he would meet you tomorrow. Would you go? Well, of course. And so 
I said, uh, and she says, well, tell me about that tomorrow. And see, that's where we are today. The question is, there's some problems that we have that we come to in our life that are listening today that are far beyond where they are. They just come to a realization there's a limit to what we can do on our own. And this is a great time to do two chairs. Two chairs. And the impressive thing here that you've touched on in your new book is that the two chairs are not about the furniture, but about who's (laughs) sitting in the furniture. How do you describe setting up two chairs and having a conversation? So, so a lot of times people will stop and say to themselves, hey, I asked him, hey, do you have chairs? Yes, of course. I say one's reserved for him, one's reserved for you. Now, most people think like they called this meeting themselves, Neil. God called the meeting. He's been waiting for this conversation his whole life with you. He'd like to talk to you, but my mom told me that you get one minute to talk and he gets four. Now, this is really strange for people all over the world because what we've been taught our whole lives is that we do devotionals where we're vicariously living through someone else having a good two-chair conversation, and, and we read the Bible, and that's the only chance we have. Now, listen, I want people to read the Bible all the time, but what did he say? What did he say? So, so you come to a moment in your chair and you meet him first thing, first thing in the morning, not second, third, fourth. It, listen to me, five minutes in the presence of God is, you know, changes all your best laid plans. So he knows, but he wants to hear what it is on your mind so you can get it off your chest. And there's this exchange that happens that I, that I don't know how to explain. It's indescribable that you pass all your trouble to him and he goes, I know that I understand what you're going through. And then you stop and say to yourself, and then he listens. And then he says, listen to me. And then he passes you peace and joy and insight and wisdom and power and favor. See the the God who created all of it said to it to you. And he's saying to you right now is this, if you give me your trouble, could you go a day with and, and be of cheer just one day? Now, this is really hard for people because it's so fantastic because one of my favorite quotes of the Bible is, of course, my life quote is John 16, 33. That's in, that says, in this world, you'll have trouble, be of good cheer. How could you be of good cheer when, you, when you're in trouble? You must know something. And see, this is where God's really at. He wants to, he knows everything about you. He wants you to know everything about him. And if you would just spend some time and just start your day with him, see, that's what every kid in college is looking for. That's what we're all looking for. We want an experience. We want a visitation ourselves with the King of Kings. For someone who says, I've never had that special encounter, that visitation, that conversation, having two chairs, is this a way you can look for that sort of breakthrough? Because uh, it somehow feels counterintuitive uh, to think of setting up two chairs, but it's only me sitting in one of them. Uh, What are your thoughts here about, about that? The enemy does not want you to know that if you sat at two chairs, you would, you would recognize that you're the son of the daughter of the king. 
And so he doesn't want you to go here and make this exchange because it's kind of like you're sitting at the burning bush and you're all of a sudden you walk out of this meeting and you're somehow, I mean, Zig Ziglar, one of my favorite people lived in my neighborhood here, one of the top motivational speakers of all time. And he said that you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. So my question is, is that would you take the chance to go set up two chairs and sit across from the King of Kings and say, good morning? That's the challenge here. It's, you know, it's the chance that stops and says that, hey, I would take that chance to sit with God and say, good morning. And are you, you know, I tell men all the time, are you man enough to do that? I mean, just wait, be patient. Now, I had a woman, she was 87. She says, oh my gosh, Bob, um, I loved your book. I loved your mom because I wrote it through the lens of my mom. And so she said, I said, fantastic. And she goes, well, I'm not hearing God at two chairs. Really? I said, so what do you do? And so she said, oh my God. She said, I, she said, I'm, I, I just started. You mean you started today? You went 87 years and you never talked to God at two chairs. And now's the first day. I said, the enemy is going to try to stop that with calamity. But all I need you to do is trust and have faith. Faith, every single day, you and I put faith out. And we only need a measure, Neil. And I'm telling people is that this is the greatest experience they could have. So I've been having the same meeting for 40-some years. And, uh, you know, for my mentoring, my advice, my daily guidance. And it's been life-changing. I can promise you. That sitting in Plano, Texas, I could not possibly be any success which I've had without God. All my success in business, everything I've done is all because of two chairs. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Bob Bodine is our guest. He's president and CEO of Eastman and Bodine, recognized as the top sports entertainment search executive in the United States. Well, his latest best-selling book is called Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. Uh, you can join our conversation, 1-800-316-316. Bob, before we move on with the conversation, let's take a call or two. Cheryl is in Maribra in Victoria. Hi, Cheryl. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Cheryl. Hey, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, I love the idea of two chairs, but I just wanted to share that I've got a little card that someone gave me some time ago and I laminated it and put it on my fridge and it says, Hello, this is God. I'll be handling all your problems and concerns today. That's my job. Your job is to give them to me and then to trust me. Have a great day. Wonderful stuff, Cheryl. Hey, Bob, your thoughts for Cheryl? Hey, Cheryl. So fantastic. First, thank you so much for calling. Um, you know, when I sit with God, he, I, I, I sit down sometimes and I go, oh, my gosh, I'm a mess. <laughs> I got three daughters. I got grandkids. I got issues. Everything. So don't think like problems doesn't come to people who write books. This is like you can expect more. But here's what I ask is we have a God who is the problem solver. 
He looks at us and says, hey, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what I do is I place him there, and then he turns to me and says, hey, so Bob, I got some things for you today. Are you available? That's such a fascinating statement to us. And of course, I say yes, and he says, I knew you'd say that. He says, but... It's going to be inconvenient. See, one of the great things when you go to two chairs is he's got people that he wants to place, that he needs to get to talk to. These people don't have anyone to talk to in the world to which we have, especially coming out of the last two and a half years to which we've had. We've been isolated. We've been talked to in a way that said we've been so masked up that we have no one to talk to. God knows. And he'd like to talk to you. And the king of kings, when you sit with him, everything changes. He's going to give you insight and wisdom and power and favor on situations you have. But he's also going to ask you to do some things, which is what you and I are looking for, which is all our significance in life is helping other people, inspiring, encouraging other people in their worst times. And I think that's the moment, and that's what you're talking about. And I so appreciate you calling in. Cheryl, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. To join in our conversation, Bob Bodine is our guest. Let's take another call. Moy is in Western Australia. Hi, Moy. Welcome. Hi. Um, hi, Bob. I have a question. You're using two chairs. Uh, the way I understand, help me if I get it wrong, is by the using of visual um, help, then someone is able to more visualize who God is, you know, just in front talking. Um, how is the look like? You know, do we have a conversation? Do we have medit- uh, time of quiet or waiting for his answer? Or, uh, how is it look like? Do you read the Bible, you didn't hear anything or you don't have any yeah. sense of like, when God is there or sometimes Moy, what a wonderful yeah. question Bob, your thoughts for Moy Moy, thank you, Moy, yes. oh my gosh so first, talk out loud, so he's there, so if I call my wife on the phone and I say, hey hon, what are you doing she does not say, who is this, she knows who's my, what my voice is when you speak with God, so God said that he knew you, he knew you before the foundation of the world. And so that means he's talked to you. And so when you sit with him, you actually know him. You know his voice, you feel it. Listen, when you turn the corner, so here's what I tell you. You wake up in the morning. You don't even have to like set your alarm. He's, you wake up, let's say at three o'clock in the morning. He says to you, and you, say, you wake up and you go, all right, do you want to talk? And then he says, no, I want you to write something down. You have a little pad of paper and you write down. And he says, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But then it maybe is 4.50, 5.30. And he says, and you wake up and you go, are we up? Yeah, I need, well, let's talk. You go get a cup of coffee. You come back and you talk to your friend. That's what he calls you. And he, you get one minute. Talk a minute. If you want two, he gets eight. And he is actually, this is the experience. He's been waiting to talk to you. He set up the meeting. This is what's staggering. We are in times right now that we do not need to just have a book. We need to talk to somebody. And listen to me. 
I, I had someone the other day buy 265,000 copies of two chairs to go to prisons, military, first responders, social services. And I get letters all over the world from people who are telling me about their two chairs conversations. They send me their pictures. Listen to me. God asked me and said, listen, Bob, when you write this book, do you believe I'm going to meet with each individual person? Yes, I do. And he goes, I know you do, but I want you to say it out loud because everyone's going to ask you because that's what they desire. The desire of their heart is to know the king and that they know them, that we are important. Listen, God's not mad at us. He's not mad. He made us. He made no mistakes. He has a plan for you. It's good. It's prosperous. It has a future. It has a hope. You are the daughter of the king. And he needs you to know his presence so that you can go out and do the things you're about to do, which are going to be unbelievable. Moy, thank you so much for your call. What a great insight. 1-800-316-316. You can join in our conversation. Let's take another call. Jack is in Wongan Hills in WA. Hi, Jack. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Um, my, my wife has a close relationship with the Lord and she just needs to get a personal relationship. That's that's what you're talking about? Yep, yeah, growing that relationship with God, yes. Uh, so, yep, what are your thoughts here, Jack? Well, um, my wife's been put down so, many, so much time and she's getting so close to the Lord, she just sits at his feet and talks to him. It sounds like, Jack, you're saying she's spending too much time. Well, she's, yeah, she spends a lot of time with him, talking to him, telling him how much she loves him and that. Spending time at the feet of Jesus. Uh, This is something that some people grapple with. Bob, your thoughts for Jack? Hey, Jack, thank you first for calling in and doing that. So listen, so... Your wife understands and has this this concept that this is the time we need to be talking to him. We need to be there's in the presence of God. It says there is fullness of joy, and of course, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that builds us up. And so, the question sometimes people need to be you need to remind your wife of, and then I need to remind you of the next piece is that. He wants to talk. I had a friend of mine. He's a head coach of, of Rutgers in one of the big football schools. And he said, oh, my gosh, did you write another book, Bob? I said, yes. And he says, he said, that would have really helped me in my time of trouble. And I said, yes, it would have. He says, I love your mom. And I said, so listen, I told him, and he said to me, so, Bob, I've been doing 20 years of quiet time with God. I just never knew I was the one who was supposed to be quiet. This is the issue here. God's not just there to listen to you. He's there to give you plans. He said, I have plans for you. They're good and they're prosperous. Well, what are they? He's got to tell you. We can't die and meet Jesus. And then he's low-fiving Peter and Paul like he punked us, and he gave other people his dream and not us. You're the son and the daughter of the king. He has plans for you. He is interested in you. Your picture is on his, his, his refrigerator. You are unbelievable. There's no one who has ever been created like you. You are unique. You do one thing better than the world. And he needs to remind you who that is and who could do that better to start that. 
than God and Jesus. Oh my gosh, this is the game. The whole thing's here. So first, thank you so much that your wife is doing that. Ask her and tell her, say, just, okay, so just listen. What does he have to say to you? Because we all need it. And Jack, you are the man, baby. We need you to go and sit at two chairs and say, holy cow. So Lord, thank you so much that you're with me. I know you're not mad at me. I know you're not mad you made here. You're not dying again. So here's the thing. I need you. And then open up the doors for him to talk to you. And when that happens, I can promise you, he has a conversation that he has just for you. And when he does that, everything changes. Bob, before we take some more calls, let me just come back to something very, very important. And that is that bad things are happening to all of us. And whether they're not happening right now, they perhaps are just on the horizon. But you reflect on John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We're all facing challenges, all facing troubles, and all need this two chairs experience. Well, you're so right, Neil. I mean... Trouble is something that we're all used to, but I mean, holy cow. I mean, we've been just shocked a little bit by just what's occurred in our life in such a period of time. Although if we look to our grandparents, we looked to people before that they would say like one of our great announcers in, in, in the United States was Paul Harvey. And he said, in times like these, it's always good to remember. There's always been times like these trouble is something that happens in our life and it smacks us. And then who do we turn to in a time of crisis? So, so some people are isolated and they go off and they try to do it themselves and they do it all alone. Of course, we've come to a realization that I think now that there's, there's, there's a limit to what we can do on our own. What if I told you that, the, that you could have a meeting with the king of kings, that he meet with you at, at your house, at your apartment, wherever you are, on two rocks, at two spots, anywhere that you would go. But he meets you first thing. Why? Because God said, if you seek him first, all these other things are added to you. The God who created the whole world knows you and has plans. And of course, you know, as an executive recruiter, as a CEO of an executive search firm, I get a chance to look at 250, 300,000 resumes a year. I can tell quickly. I've really got a keen eye to what works and ever. And I've seen God's resume, Neil, and it's really good. <laughs> he never loses. He's always on top, and he has a plan. But we'd like to hear it, wouldn't we? And my only point is sometimes we need to go with our trouble to God and sit in another chair. We set up one. Don't sit in his chair. Everyone in your family would know that's reserved for him and you. And then you tell him and you sit with him and go logically, just like I would. Do you know about this? Holy cow, this is like kicking my you-know-what. This is like terrible. And then he would say, I know. And, and it's not too hard for me, and I have a plan. So listen, do you trust me? Trust me. And so that's where we all lead to at this stage at right now is, do you have faith? So listen, some people look at me all the time and they say, I say, listen, all you need is a mustard seed. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. All I have to do is have hope in Christ. And then that substance of, turns into this little seed turns into something great if we would trust him. And you got to try it. 
And my whole point is that we've tried everything else. If I brought some fantastic person that you think in the United States, we might get Warren Buffett to come to our house. And if we could get him for five minutes just to talk about our troubles, that would be really good. Who's he? Who's anyone you could describe? How do I describe the indescribable for you? When my mom said this to me, and I started doing it some 40 years ago, and God wouldn't let me write this for 40 years. I'm just telling you, when I started doing this, everything changed. My whole life, my whole conversation, everything I did would do it. And it will change the same for you. You just have to start. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Wayne is in Mackay in Queensland. Hello, Wayne. Welcome along. Hey, how are you, mate? Hey, mate, I love everything I'm hearing there. And I tell you what, my life was a mess, but he's turned my mess into a message. And um, if it (laughs) wasn't getting into that secret place, going in and out and spending time with God, whether it be a walk along the beach, I I believe I would have been dead because... My life's never going to be the same with what the Lord's done in my life. I come out of a 22-year drug addiction and um, got into a lot of wrong things in my life, and, and God's just changed my life. And he's taught me that, you know, put people in my life, like hearing this man here talk, but he's put people in my life because I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know nothing about this being born again and everything else. But... He put people in my life, and and he's taught me. So I've looked at it being a school of the Holy Spirit. And uh, mm-hmm. what he's taught me was to get into that secret place, spend time with God, you know. Your sheep hear your voice. You can be still, and know, be still and know that I am God and that we were created to have fellowship with God. And um, and then taught me that to, to get into the Word and... Um, and then to be obedient to God. And I mean, I'm not all in things all the time, but I'm getting better every day and uh, trying my hardest to be in, in, in right standing with God to the best of my ability, but I'll never be perfect till I go home like us all. Yeah. Wayne, and, um, I, wonderful insights you're bringing here. Let's get a thought or two from Bob for Wayne. So, Wayne, dang, you should have written the book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my gosh, you're an inspiration to me. I mean, if everyone listens to this right now, I don't care where you are, what trouble you have, God knows. He's not mad at you. He's not mad. He made you. He made no mistakes. He made you. He loves you. Come to him. Sit with him. Tell him what it is that you got. Tell him, hey, I'm a mess. I need something. He will take over. He put his spirit. So so the whole concept of Christianity is that that you've died, Christ lives in you, and you are now seated, S-E-A-T-E-D, in heavenly places. That's two chairs. And then the Lord said, say the Lord's Prayer, as it is in heaven, as it is on earth. He takes heaven, brings it down to your beach, to your house, to your apartment, wherever you are, wherever you're homeless, whatever you're in, in some troubled aspect of of getting over drug addiction. He will never leave you or forsake you. He'll leave the hundred to go find you. Why? Because you matter. You're the son and the daughter of the king, and he has plans for you, and they're good and they're prosperous. They have a future and a hope. Wayne, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let's take another call. Vicky is in Perth, WA. Hi, Vicky. Oh, hi. Um, I just wanted to share um, that, you know, I was going through some struggles, um, challenging times, um, but I 
found that I had to step away um, from a situation and um, and then I was talking but, but when I did step away I really turned to the Lord just looking at my Bible reading my Bible and praying and praying and asking Lord to show me the direction that he wants me to be what he wants me to do and I was having a conversation with someone yesterday um and I was saying, well, you know, I need to humble myself as well because, um, I th- and I was telling telling her, I think it's in Philippians that um, it says, do everything without grumbling or arguing, then you will be pure, pure and innocent in the children of God. And so this morning when I woke up, I got out my Bible and I said, oh, I need to just check to see if I was right, you know, referencing that right. And, and, Sure enough, yeah, it was in Philippians um, 2, verse 14. Um, Vicky, I think what you're saying here is is how do you speak to God when you recognise he's in that other chair? And uh, grumbling might actually be something we might think uh, carefully about. And Bob might have a thought or two here of the attitude of your heart and pouring out your Whole, your your uh, your whole uh, circumstances, uh, Bob. What are your thoughts for Vicky? So, Vicky, first off, no one loves you more than he does, and so that's very hard because you look at all these other people and you look at all our stuff that we've done and all our troubles and all the things that we have in recurring sin, all these issues that we got. He knows. And the answer is, is then if he doesn't get you, I tell people all the time, if you're not in trouble, he'll, he, you know, you will be. And if you're not, it's not you, he'll get your kids. And nothing would be worse than when he got my kids to do something in trouble. And so I had to constantly come back and rely on him. And so one of the great things is that in times of trouble, trouble is an opportunity in disguise. Grumbling, listen. He knows. He knows you're not really grumbling at him. He knows that you're just saying, I'm so hurt. And he was there for that. He paid for it. He paid with it by his stripes. He was bruised for your iniquities, the bruising, the deep wounds that no one sees. He so digs you. And so you're not, he's not mad at you. He's got a plan. He wants to talk to you. And so when you sit at two chairs, God will always speak always affirming to you. He's never not just trying to do the other. God isn't into constructive criticism. <laughs> it's so funny. Constructive criticism is that we got eight nice positive things and then he hits you with the other. You already know when you're sitting in the presence of God what you did wrong. And so here's the thing. Lay it all down. Tell him, hey, I'm a mess. I've done all this stuff. I'm guilty. And thank goodness we have Jesus who 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 is paid for it all and says not guilty come and do it move on and when you speak at two chairs i promise you your face will never be the same the countenance that you walk out of that room will all of a sudden be life-changing 
Vicky, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. Hey, Bob, Mother's Day for us yesterday. Today, it's Mother's Day in the United States. Passing these sorts of things on to our children, uh, the next generation. Uh, you even tell the story of your own daughter, Rachel, and uh, it's in your book there how she discovered the importance of having a two-chairs experience. I wonder if you can give us some insight into how these things Things happen when they pass on, even through your own family. So the greatest thing is to is to tell people about something that's so fantastic. And of course, kids, when they see you and they see your two chairs, I let all my kids when I set up my two chairs, I tell them, "Here's Scott's chair. Here's where I sit." And then when they sit and talk to me, they sit in the other chair. They sit in God's chair, and I said, you're going to be anointed, because this room is not just like any room. There's angels around. It's all fantastic. And so one of the things, when I started to tell my daughters, all three of them, Rachel, Jenny, Allie, when I started to share with them what this is and that they started to do it, it was life-changing. One thing that happened the other day, just I got to bring it right off the bat, is my middle daughter lost her diamond ring. And so her husband was so mad at her. She was taking photography out in a blue bonnet farm. So it's 600 acres of blue bonnet. So you can never find this ring. So she calls me and goes, Daddy, what do I do? And I said, I said, meet me tomorrow at the blue bonnet field. And so we come to the blue bonnets and I turned to her and I said, what a great opportunity to trust God. I said, this is what he is. And this is your moment uh, to all of a sudden have a life-changing moment for you and God. And I said, so I had gone to a place and got these two arm things that are that are metal detectors. It's the funniest thing in the world. We put them on our arms. And I said, what we're going to do is we're going to go out and say, thank you, Jesus. You're going to show us where this is. And so we're out and about walking through the fields. It's crazy. And so I said, keep speaking to the fields. Thank you, Lord. The ring's setting us for us. And I turned and I yelled out and I said, so where do you think the ring is to my daughter? And she she said, over in that direction. So I started walking to it and with total faith. And then this is how God is. You know, there's big things that we're doing, but God cares about your little things. And I needed a big thing for this little thing to be a big thing for my daughter. And so I come over to it. It goes beep. And I go, what is there? A, there's no beeps in this machine. Beep and nothing. Beep. And then I look at my arm of my of the metal detector and on it, it says, Look closer. Isn't that like God? If with all the things around us, we never look close. We're just so caught up in all of the disturbances and all the stuff that's around. And I started to reach down and move the blue bonnets. And there was her ring. And I pulled it up. And if you could have saw my daughter's joy, she could have running toward me with screaming. And everything changes. I'm telling every single person that's listening. I can tell you with 100%. God will meet you at two chairs. He will talk to you about your trouble. It is not too hard for him. There's nothing that's impossible with God. You are a daughter and a son of the king. He has done great and mighty things, and he wants to do them in your life. And he wants to show up and show off on your behalf. But you need to ask him. How could we sit and never ask him and just read the Bible or read something else and we're never talking to him and asking for his help? You need to ask him. You need to seek him out. Ask and you shall receive. Seek it. You will find him. Knock and you keep knocking until he opens the door.
So many of us, Bob, don't think that something's going to happen. Uh, Spending time in a prayer closet and bringing in an extra chair, two chairs. But getting a testimony, as you're describing now, uh, this is the thing, is it, that actually makes the difference, that brings this new lease on a spiritual life. Uh, Getting that testimony, spending time with God and putting him through his paces in that sense, uh, having him do as something that he wants to do in our lives that actually creates a story we can tell. Is this, uh, how do you describe the sort of a changing turning point for bring, bringing this new lease on your spiritual life? So, Neil, my mom first, right off the bat, the very first time I ever came to my mom, I had an impossible situation in my business. I didn't do it. My mom would always respond. This is why moms are so fantastic around the world. And I praise every mom for everybody in Australia who's a mom yesterday. Happy Mother's Day. I so honor you. It is so fantastic. So think about this. Moms, but but dads could do this thing that could so change their lives of their kids. You have to express to them and tell them the stories of your life of what God did for you. There's, so since I've started doing two chairs, I'm going to write a whole book on two chairs. I'm going to write who stories because I've got thousands of who stories. My mom, every time she would turn to me and she'd go, oh my gosh, what a perfect opportunity of, of a trouble, of a problem to test God. Why? Because God wants to be asked to test to say, here it is. He, so there's so, so much wrong thinking around it. God. God wants to help you. He's, he is the solution. There is no other solution. We have no one else. Lean on me, okay, in, in everything. Do not lean on your own, not lean on me in your own, and not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, you know, just focus in on me and I'll direct your path. This is the key to life. This is the moment. We, our stories, the stories that you have. So one of my greatest things that I tell parents is the Jewish faith has this fantastic thing that they do with their kids at night. They lay hands on their kids every night and say, I love you. I'm proud of you. And I give you the father's blessing. And then as they walk out, the dad then says, you're going to do great and mighty things. So this kind of is so unbelievable. It goes straight to the times of Jesus when he got baptized with John the Baptist and he came to him and he, Jesus and John the Baptist goes, there he is. And, he, and who Jesus? And he comes over to him and he says, I need you to baptize. He goes, oh, I can't tie the, you know, any aspect of your entire aspect of anything of your shoe or anything that you're doing. Of, and he says, no, no, you got to do it for us. And who? Us. You and me in Australia and in the United States and everywhere else. What is he going to do? And he baptizes him. And then when he comes up, God says, this is my beloved son. That's what he says. This is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. Okay? And then they walk right into their callings. Can you imagine what you and I can do with the stories of our life that we could share with our kids and then bless them? I mean, less than 1% of all Jewish men in the United States are in prison. Why? Because they've walked into their calling. And daughters who were given the blessing, each night I give my daughters a blessing. They don't come over to my house one day at 36, 34, and 31. I never let one of my 10-year-old, my not, my 8, my 7, or my 1-year-old at my house as grandkids that I don't give the same father's blessing. Now I give it the grandfather's blessing. And, and this is something... It's so powerful, and this is something I want each and every one of us to do. 
Well, I sense there is a rearrangement of furniture happening in homes around Australia right now, as uh, listeners are inspired by what you're sharing here, Bob. Let's top things off, because I wish we had a whole lot more time to unpack things further, but time is running out. Let's come back to those three questions. When you've rearranged the furniture, you've got an extra chair. You're aware that it's not the furniture that is important, but who's sitting in that chair? You called them disruptive questions. These are the sorts of questions that you ask when you're in this two chairs prayer time. I wonder if you can take us back to those questions, because uh, for a lot of listeners, they want to put them through their paces right now. So, so this is the ultimate of everything. Does God know your situation? Um, so that goes two ways. Yes, he knows. Not only does he know, but he wants you to know. And then when it's trouble, you know, this is really disruptive for us because something happened terrible in our life. Something's going wrong. Someone's lied about us. We've lost our job. We've, we've lost it. all of a sudden a, a relationship that we were thought to have. Things are going wrong. And the answer is he knows. So now the question is, is it too hard for him to help you? No. But it's too hard for you. And then does he have a good plan? Of course he does. You know, I don't know how many times I say to him, did you know about this? And he said, yes. I said, so I don't even have to ask the second question. I know it's not too hard for you. Do you have a plan? He goes, you know, Bob, I have a plan. Sometimes the trouble, you and each and every person who's listening knows that you've had trouble that you had that turned into some glorious thing. But if you didn't have the trouble, you never would have gotten there. If you would have been with this person, you never would have been with person you're with. If this wouldn't have occurred for your daughter and she didn't make this event, if this wouldn't have happened, if this sickness didn't somehow we had, we can turn these around. Here's the thing. How do I describe the indescribable? How do I tell you what it is that you're going to have at two chairs? Here's the thing I could promise you. It's so much better than you could possibly think. The God of wants to meet with you. He knows you. He knows your number. He knows your address. He knows your situation. He has a plan for you, and he's going to do something phenomenal with you because you're going to spend eternity with him, and he needs to teach you and train you and do things, things. and he is the author and the finisher of your faith, and the steps of a good man and woman are ordered, and I promise you, if you will just trust him, where? With my simple aspect of two chairs, just you own chairs, set up one for you, one for him, meet him first thing in the morning, read this book. If you could read this book, I promise you, there's such an anointing around my mom who had passed this on to me because you know it as a mom, what it is, the sixth sense that you have for your kids and your family anointed. And I promise you something great is going to happen. And I just, so I just pray right now for every single person who's listening on this thing, on this entire guest thank you so much for Neil. I so thank you for Wes, who, what we're going to do next, this, this, this next week, I ask you to bless each person. The enemy does not want you to come here. He wants to fight you. Don't think there won't be an all out battle because he doesn't want you to know and that you're the daughter and the son of the King and that you're going to do great and mighty things. Cause you are come here, join him, go anyway, fight it, stick with it. 
and I thank you in Jesus' name. Well, we haven't heard the last of two chairs this week. Let me just affirm on Thursday, and you might be listening to our conversation today saying, well, I wouldn't mind being face-to-face on a Zoom call with Bob Bodine. Well, you can this Thursday, the 12th of May, And if you're up early, 6.30 a.m. and Business Blessings and Wes Leak is organising and hosting Bob Bodine for this Zoom presentation coming up on Thursday, 6.30 in the morning. Wes has got a 1,000 copies of Two Chairs. He'll be looking to get those into the hands of people just like you too. To find out how you can register to be on that Zoom call, go to businessblessings.com.au. Businessblessings.com.au. Dot com dot au. To connect with Bob Bodine, Bob's website, bobbodine.com. Bob's book is called Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. Bob, thank you so much uh, for sharing your heart truly with us today and, and for us disrupting your Mother's Day celebrations in the US. Wonderful to have you as part of uh, our home here in Australia. Bob, thanks for being with us on 2020. Blessings on you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honoured. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.